We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, I could not be more excited to have our next guest on the show since he and I did a show together for several years when he was one of the voices of the Florida Marlins at the time. And now the television voice of the Boston Red Sox and on the ACC Network with football and basketball. And joining us right now, the great Dave O'Brien. Obi, how are you? Joe Z, great to hear from you, our friend. And Don, uh, great to hear from you as well. I'm, I'm delighted and delighted to be doing a Hurricanes game this uh, coming Saturday as well against Virginia. So uh, it's a great way to kick off a football week to talk with both of you. I told Cameron Gorby when he called you, I said, tell Obi that we're going to do an edition of Stump the Chumps. <laughs> he might remember that, I, that I, segment of our show. <laughs> I thought, Joe, we had eradicated that from our memory banks for very good reasons, but apparently your, your memory remains far too sharp for your own good at this point. But maybe one day we will bring it back and we'll, uh, we'll take that national, but uh, hopefully uh, not. J- John Shambi was our producer, by the way. You remember that? I mean, I don't know whatever happened to that kid. We used I don't to know call either. Boog. Boog, I don't know yeah, whatever I... became of his career. He hasn't done much, but uh, <laughs> those were great days. That was uh, we had a lot of fun at that time, and you know, doing what we did as our regular gig, and then we had a talk show as well. So I'm glad we were able to bring that young man along. Whatever became of him. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring DBJ into this. Let me ask you this uh, first, though. Uh, uh, Miami game coming up against Virginia. Uh, what do you expect to see in this game? Boy, I expect to see a, a Miami program that is really starting to emerge back to the days of what it was. I, I don't know what the chatter is like in South Florida these days, but we had the season opener uh, at Hard Rock and, and really the coming out party for De'Ara King. And, and I thought, this, this reminds me of the old days. This reminds me of the, it's an overused term, but swagger for the Hurricanes and and obviously, you, you run up against Clemson. That's one thing. They're they're playing at a different level and have been in the ACC for a long time. But I, I really love the way they played against Pittsburgh. I mean, the stuff that I saw and have read about, you know, you kind of womp a good Pittsburgh defense. This is one of the best defenses, as you know, Joe, in the country. Hangs 31 on them. King gets four touchdown passes. The defense does its thing, holding Pitt to 22 rushing yards. There was a lot of meat on the bone in that win. And I think they're coming in hot. I, you know, four and one. I, I thoroughly expect them to win this football game. And, and the way that UVA has kind of fallen apart from a really good program a year ago, this is one for the taking. I think for the Canes on Saturday, I really do. Dave, do you find it 
questionable how how UVA has fallen apart. I mean, obviously they they lost a quarterback, have that injury, but this is a team that Bronco Mendenhall has really taken a step up the ladder every single year and gets them to the the conference championship game last year. And for them to only have one win at this time, it's got to be a little shocking. Well, I probably had three of their games done last year. And in every one of those games, we concentrated not so much on Perkins and how good their quarterback play was, but by how darn good their defense was. That's what shocks me this year. Why with guys like Snowden and, and a lot of those other guys, Grant on the defensive side, I mean, they're loaded with veteran guys who have been through the wars before, and now they're giving up, you know, long touchdown passes. I, I think they, the King has a chance to make this his signature game, his real signature game as the quarterback of the Hurricanes. He could pick this defense completely apart, and possibly right now I think the, the point line is something like 11.5. I think that's going to grow as the week goes on particularly if the quarterback for Virginia right now, Brennan Armstrong, if he does not survive at least the, the, the protocol section of the concussion thing. I mean, I, I thoroughly expect he'll play in the game. I'm not sure how much he's going to play in the game. Last week they were playing their number three quarterback, Stone, and they threw the ball like 47 times and, and, and for very ill effect. So right now I think everything is moving in the Canes' direction. And defensively, I thought Virginia would be a much, much tougher opponent than they have been. Uh, May Diaz brought this up to us earlier, Obi, in the first segment. The last two games between these two teams, Miami won last year 17-9. to Virginia won two years ago 16-13. to So scoring has been tough. However, as you mentioned, Miami got 31 against Pittsburgh. And, and I think one of the things that we've seen – this year from the Miami offense and maybe the Miami team. Last year, I'm not so sure uh, they, they beat Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. they might have lost that game 19-13. to But with Rhett Lashley as the offensive coordinator, giving Miami a more modern offense, they can pop a big play here, pop a big play there. It only takes two or three, and that's 21 points. Well, that's true. And, and I think that you know, Tim Hasselbeck will be working the game with me along with uh, Katie George on Saturday Tim and I were talking about the Miami offense, talking about Lashley earlier today. We're like, you know, we better get our stories in when Virginia has the ball on offense because <laughs> when Miami's got it, forget it. It's, it's light speed, and they're going at supersonic speed. And the other thing I like about Miami is the depth, you know, positions like tight end when Mallory can go out there and grab a couple of touchdowns. Now, he didn't catch a lot of balls, but two touchdowns with Brevin Jordan out. So, I mean, that's huge when a team can do that, can bring in another guy, granted a very good tight end there, very good receiver, but I think that shows you a lot about Miami's depth and how good they can be. Dave, you know what's funny? Since since Coach Lashley got here this whole season, everything has been focused offense, 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 and it seems that it, it just circles back to it. But you, you look at last week's game, what Miami did, they held Pitt to 22 yards rushing, they were phenomenal in the red zone. The only touchdown they gave up was off an interception that was taken to the one-yard line. They held Pitt to field goals. I think that Blake Baker and this defense, is they, they've really not been talked about locally. I don't know what the national picture is, but defensively Miami's done a pretty darn good job, especially when you see what that Clemson offense can do at, at, at any given oh, yeah. second with what happened just just a week ago. Couldn't agree more, and and I and I think Don, that's that's what is leading me to think, and I think others in the in the national press 
that Miami is on its way back because those were always spectacular defensive teams. Nobody wanted to play Miami. No one wanted to try and move the ball against Miami. You got a Roche, you got a lot of guys out there who are really exciting players. They're they're dynamic players on the defensive side. And I always thought of Miami that way. You mentioned Clemson. I mean, one of the ways we're approaching this game as a broadcast is Miami wants another crack at them. They've gotten a feel for just what level Clemson can play. And, and it wasn't the best effort by the Canes. But I think the way the schedule is setting up for Miami and for Clemson, and nobody should be surprised if they meet again. And I, I got a, a feeling, and you guys have a better feeling, that the Canes would be dying for another crack at the number one team in the country. Give them one more shot on another big stage. Maybe it's a different story. You know, I think uh, I think so much of, of Miami's story is about momentum, positive momentum, uh, whether it's this year or last year or whatever. It just always seems to be that they've got to have positive momentum. And that's why I think to get to, to what you said, Dave, this game is so important. If Miami wins – they're five and one. They've got a bye week. That means they can look at November and they can see a path to exactly what you just said. But they've got to win this game in order to stay on that path or be able to see that see that path uh, for November. I agree. I I don't think it be it can't be a stumble game, Joe. They can't afford to do that. They have to come out on all cylinders firing on both sides of the ball, as they've played in the past. And, you know, they put a full game together against Pitt, certainly. They can do it. The Virginia team, I think, is really down. I think it's, it's I hate to say, sort of on a tee for them, but it's a home game against an opponent that is slumping in many phases, doesn't believe in itself. On the other side, I think under Manny, this team believes in itself. They believe that they are an elite program again, right on the cusp of doing some really great things. So I'll tell you another thing that's a downer for me. I don't get a chance to get into Hard Rock Stadium. I have not stepped foot (laughs) into that stadium yet, and all the pictures look great. It looks terrific on TV. When we show it, we're like, I'm sitting here in my office up in New Hampshire, you know, jonesing for the opportunity to get in there. I hope that'll happen at some point, if not this season, next season, uh, and actually get in there and get to see you guys in person. When we when we talk about the the ACC and the way the schedule is going to lay out, what 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 is your thoughts on how Notre Dame has figured into this equation and actually the schedule itself? You know, Joe loves the fact that it was a a preseason game in his mind against UAB, and now it it's it's an NFL schedule from start to finish. But the <laughs> ACC as it, ACC as it sits, and then throw in a, a little bit of thought on Notre Dame. Well, it, it, look, it's, it's all about Clemson in the end until someone can figure out how to hang with those guys and pick them off. I had them three different times last year. Not one of them was even close to being a game. The only team that gave them anything was North Carolina uh, as far as the conference was concerned. But, you know, regarding Notre Dame, I think it's a great thing for the conference. It, it's great. It gives the conference an added cachet and added, you know, possibly national championship contender not just the one we know in Clemson, South Carolina. I think because of the tradition of that program and the fame of that program, it's a really good thing. It didn't, it didn't come to pass the way we wanted it to because of COVID and because of all the schedule changes. But at the end of the day, I think it's a good thing. And 
I, I don't think most people associate Notre Dame with the ACC at all yet. But as soon as they lose a game, if they do, to someone in the conference, that's when it's going to be – it's going to hit people. that Oh, what are you talking about? The, an ACC team beat them? Oh, they're playing in that league? I think it's a good thing. I really do. And, and uh, we don't have any of their games on our schedule yet on the ACC network. But uh, it's a lot of fun whenever they come to town. It's a bigger game than it would have been with almost anybody else because it's the Fighting Irish. Dave, you had uh, Virginia Tech last week, I believe, right against Boston College, and they are scoring a ton of points. What do you see in Virginia Tech? And I think they could be a real challenger. They could be, Joe. I think that now that they have the guy playing quarterback in Hooker, Hendon Hooker, that they've wanted all along, he missed the first two, three weeks of the season because of COVID protocol stuff. He makes them a dynamic offensive team more than anyone. He's got receivers. He's got 100 yards a game back in Herbert. That's why they score so many points. They kill you on the ground. They will just run it right at you and run it down your throat. But Hooker is a guy, because of the option stuff that he can do, he can break your back with a 45-yard run. You have to concentrate not only on the guy who can rush for 100 or 200 yards, but the quarterback who also did it last week. I think you're right. They, they can score with anybody in, in just about in college football. Certainly in the ACC they can. They're averaging over 40 points a game. And I think that with everything they've been through, they've, they've lost all sorts of players to, to COVID-19 and, and had all sorts of injuries. Now they're getting healthier. You could look at that team. I'm looking at them a lot like I'm looking at the Canes right now. In a few weeks, they're going to be 6-1. and one. And then everyone's going to be looking at the program and the season to come and go, look out, they're going to make some very, very serious noise. Right now, they're, they're on the quiet side there at Virginia Tech. You guys have been to Blacksburg, and you know it, at that point, when you go down there and they've got a full stadium, it's among the hardest places to play in the entire country. It's incredibly loud, very difficult for quarterbacks to hear, and, and it, it leads to all sorts of problems. They don't have that advantage, but they're, they've overcome a lot so far. I think Fuente's done a really nice job with that program. Dave, don't think that I'm crazy asking you this question, but I get the feeling just with the, the people that I talk to that the average spectator of watching teams in the ACC really has no idea how good Clemson is. I, I just think that people think it's a fluke or it's gonna it's just gonna disappear one day. That they are they are a legitimate machine. And they have this thing going at a level that, I mean, we haven't seen since in, the, in this conference since the Florida State-Miami days when, when we were controlling college football. It's, it's so true. It's, it, it, there's an elite level of the way they're doing everything. And you guys have been around Dabo a little bit. I've been around him quite a bit the last two years. And the culture that he's developed is very much like Alabama, uh, the, the way Saban's got it rolling at Alabama. No surprise with their connection and, and you know Dabo's connection to that program. But I think that what he's done there is carved out a really interesting niche for this conference and for teams that play against the Clemson Tigers because they believe they're supposed to win by 50 every single game. By the way, their game against Georgia Tech, where they like to recruit in that Atlanta area, that 404 area code, I didn't think that was an accident that they, they oh, no. you know, just oh, ran no. away and, and embarrassed them, right? I mean, totally, totally on purpose. 
no 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 doubt about that at all. Uh, Obi, before uh, before we let you go, uh, two quick questions. One, who you like in the World Series? Well, I'm probably like both of you guys. I'm going with the Dodgers. I, I think the Dodgers have been the class of baseball all season. All respect for what Tampa Bay has done because they play in our division, and I'm calling the Red Sox. They're a great, a great, great operation. What they've done is incredible. But the Dodgers have stars, and I believe stars shine at this time of the year. The baseball games have been uh, absolutely wild and entertaining. How's your lovely wife, Debbie, and the kids? How's everybody doing? Good? Every Everybody's great, Joe. Thanks for asking. I hope everybody's great in South Florida as well, and your gang is great. But, you know, we've been, uh, we've been staying safe and doing what we have to do. But I'll tell you, I'm just dying to get back in the stadium with this, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 people again, regardless of the sport, be it college football, Major League Baseball, college basketball. I hope one day we're going to get to that in the not-too-distant future once we get a vaccine and everything else and, and get back to it. Because I miss the sound of the crowd. I know both of yeah. you guys do, too. It's, it's part of what we do this for. Yep. Uh, we're calling road games like you remotely. We're calling from a baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so, it's, it's so strange. I'm sitting in my office here in New Hampshire calling your game on Saturday. My partner is in Nashville, Tennessee. And our sideline reporter, Katie, is going to be on the field. And it just feels so foreign, but we're doing the best that we can. And, and the bottom line is we're bringing, you know, good football games to, to folks at home. So that's where we all win, I hope. No, no question. All right. Well, it's great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Don. Great to chat with you guys. Thank you, Dave. All right. Uh, Dave O'Brien joining us from ACC Network. He is one of the best, uh, Don. He's a... Uh, Heck of a guy. His son was in the military, so we thank his son for his service. But he uh, uh, does the Red Sox games and uh, always loved working with Obi when he was down here with us. Oh, he's He's been fantastic and, and just a, a sterling reputation in our industry. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about University of Miami recruiting. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.